going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. Vicky Wine is that would be me. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark-Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. What up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with a mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's said entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. No, your boy wouldn't steer you around. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt, because gospel is what it's all about. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to start off in normal fashion. And normal fashion is a scripture and a prayer. And the scripture coming out today is Isaiah 43 and 19. And it says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and the streams in the wastelands God is going to make a new thing for you this year coming up you've been going through some dark times you've been going through some some wilderness times you've been going through some wasteland times where you feel like you've been by yourself you haven't had the resources you haven't been acknowledged you you haven't been able to take into where you're supposed to be but God is going to provide a way God is going to elevate God is going to provide the provision that he gave you for that vision. 
to just know that God is doing a new thing. The thing that he did in 2022, it was, it was good. It was nice. It was where you're supposed to be right now. But now a new thing, a new wine is coming your way in 2023. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you, God, for bringing us safely halfway through the week god we just thank you for everything that you're doing god we just ask you to be in the room today god god let your voice be heard let your spirit enter the room to be able to get people to see you and and want to establish that relationship god god let us be able to reach the unreachable teach the unteachable and even get to new airwaves new audiences new countries new people god so that they can be able to know more about you god and hearing the powerful testimonies of people that has been on our show god so god we just ask you enlarge the territory let somebody even with the hardest heart say what can i do to be saved god show up in their life so that they can see the evidence of you god we just ask you to bless everybody that's under the sound of my voice from the top of their head to the soles of their feet if they need healing, give them healing. If it's peace, give them peace. And God, if it's giving them that joy that they've been looking for, God, give them that joy. We say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 It's Pastor Jan, like always. I got something to say. And what I got to say is this you can follow me at Anointed Jalon on all social media platforms, like you see on the screen. Anointed A-N-O-I-N-T-E-D. Jalen, not Jalen, because I love people love to put that E on my name. I don't know why. That's why I go by Pastor J. But if my government name is Jalen, J-A-Y-L-O-N, you can see it on the screen. Go ahead and follow me on all social media platforms. I'm on all things Clubhouse 2. I might not respond in a normal fashion like Instagram or Facebook, but I'm on there. So definitely follow me on there. If you want to hear any of my music, check out Jesus, You Make Me Happy, Renew My Praise, uh, Wake Up Blessed, Slip Away. You can go to all music digital streaming platforms and get my music. Pastor Jalon Calhoun, check me out. And before I bring up anybody, make sure let's do some due diligence. Share, like, subscribe. All my YouTube people, if you're on YouTube, make sure you share. Hit that like button so that you can subscribe and know when we go live every time. And all of my Facebook people, make sure that you share, like, subscribe, tag somebody, add it to a group, share it to some local groups, all those good things. And the most important, which we are promoting here on the Las Vegas Strip during New Year's and on the 95 here in Las Vegas, Download the Anointed Radio app, 24-hour gospel music, uninterrupted. You can listen to it in the car, on the plane. Like Kel Mitchell said, you can listen to it anywhere when you need some gospel, some uplifting, some encouragement. Download the Anointed Radio app, and it will bless your day. There'll be a song for you that you hear on Anointed Radio. So make sure you download the Anointed Radio app. Follow us at LV Anointed Radio. And the newest thing, like I said, my mom on TV, we are on Roku. So download the Anointed Radio Network app on Roku where you can see all of our previous shows. We're working on getting some TV shows, Christian faith-based faith TV shows. We have a movie on there already. We're building that up. We have a lot of partners that we're in the work of getting licensing and things like that. So all of my Christian filmmakers, hit us up. Email us at lvanointedradionetwork um, at gmail.com for the free, all my filmmakers. 
I'm putting your music out there because the Bible says spread out the gospel and God has put it on my heart to go spread out the gospel. So for the free, take my offer up and we'll definitely want to build with you. So email us at LV anointed radio at all social media. Uh, no LV anointed radio at gmail.com. And with that, I'm going to bring up my guests, not my guests, my co-host first. So let's go ahead and bring up my co-host. We have the lovely Brittany Marley. We have Mr. Benzel Washington. We have a, a, a person that we always love when her presence is in the building, Dr. Marvinetta Clay. And we have the lovely, talented, she she, she hears from God, prophetess, Tish here. Amen. Where can they find you guys? What's up, everybody? You can find me on Instagram at I am Brittany Marley. And as I always say, every single Tuesday of the week on Testimony Tuesday with Brittany and Kelly.blogspot.com. We are going into season four, starting to shoot episodes next week. So in two weeks, we will start airing season four. So check us out. Yes, yes, and I am Benzel underscore Washington, 1993, repping for all the 90s babies. Um, I also do a podcast with my wife called Kiss the Kids Goodnight Podcast. We talk about all types of adult uh, marital issues, marital problems, marital success stories, children, all types of things. Um, also, I do do producing and also um, audio and also vet, also editing as well. Uh, the the um, screen that you just were seeing with all the celebrities and stuff that we were showing and 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 bigging us up I, you know i did that right there so if you guys need any type of editing done i can definitely do it so hit me up on my email bj8831 at gmail.com oh yes it's me all right hey everybody this is dr clay as everyone knows dr love child you know the love child love Marvin Gaye and Etta James. Amen. That's, you know, the correct spelling of my name. Um, you can um, follow me on um, all Instagram, anything on Facebook with Marvinetta Clay or Dr. Marvinetta Clay. You can also go to my website, um, Dr. Marvinetta Clay Music. Um, dot com and follow me on that as far as my artistry and everything and um, um, doing a lot of things a lot of music getting ready to come down the pipe in the first quarter of the year got some, some touring and things going on and now working on my own new um, uh, um, recording studio that's going on now that will be opening up soon so Sister girl got a lot of things going that God has entrusted me with. So follow me, follow me. You'll see all the different things that's coming on. And we're going to have a good time. 2023 is right around the corner. And I, I've been saying this, and it's stuck, it's, it's sticking. 2023 is just for me. A lot of times every year we're talking about what we can go do for someone else. But I, God put that on my heart that this year coming up is going to be for you. If it's a, per, a personal growth, if it's a new house, if it's a, a, a ministry that has sparked in 2023, it's going to be something that's just for you, that God made just for you, not for you to give away, but something given to you. Because a lot of times we have this, you know, this, this mindset where we give things away that God give us, but God wants you to know. That 2023 is just for me. So I, I claim that, put that in the comments. 2023 is just for me. I'm telling you, God 
is going to show up in your life and it's going to be just for you. And, and it might not be in the way of what you're thinking, because it could be just for you to be able to develop you just for you to get away all those people that wasn't in your corner so that real people that got your back come in just for you could be a whole lot of things taking care of your health do is a whole lot of stuff for, just for you that you've been neglecting that God is, could bring out that will be for your betterment. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, I try to hold off, but I couldn't stop from saying it. We're going to go ahead and bring up our guests so that you can know where you can find her and where's her website and all those good things coming from the Bay area, my neck of the woods. I love it when people from my neck of the woods come on because I'm like, I know where they live at. I've been there before. We have the talented Dr. Paulette Harper, everybody. Welcome her on to the stage. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for having me on. Amen. So where can everybody find you? Well, I am on social media, on Facebook as uh, Pastor Paulette Harper, Pastor P, on IG, Paulette Harper, also on Clubhouse as uh, Paulette Harper as well. And then my website is pauletteharper.com. Amen. So everybody, make sure you go out and follow her and um, make sure that you give give her a like you know, on her posts and, and check out what she's doing because it takes nothing and it's free to go and support somebody. So um, like Ben would say, usually at the end of the show, I challenge you, right? <laughs> I, I I just definitely would tell you, just go so support. Support goes a long way and it doesn't have to be a form of money. You could go out and support somebody and share what they're doing in their ministry, which is what we are founded here at Anointed Radio to do. So before we go into the game, I want to just put out an announcement here in Las Vegas, in the city, five o'clock, January 8th, we have When Preachers Sing, event hosted by the Las Vegas Gin um, organization um, here in Las Vegas. There's going to be at Nehemiah Church at five o'clock. A lot of pastors are going to come forth. They're going to be singing. Um, Dr. Marvinetta Clay is in attendance. I myself is in attendance to that event. It's going to be anointed time. Having these many preachers not preach, but sing. It's going to be something to see because you know they're going to try to draw out their song to turn it into a sermon. But we're going to make it all right. Amen. And everybody got one selection, so we'll be all coming up and, and ministering. It's uh, it's a lot of people on roster. I think it's like up to 15 people on roster to come out and minister. Uh, we even have people ex- exalting the um, exhortation and having uh, a word. So it's going to be great. It's going to be food. So if you're in the city of the Las Vegas uh, city here January 8th at 5 p.m. at Nehemiah Church, they'll Come out and check out when preachers sing and you could be able to be blessed that day. I'm telling you, it's going to be it's going to be something else. OK, got all those bills out the way. We're going to go into the game in the lovely hands of Brittany Marley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go into the game, come on, Prophetess Tish, and tell everybody where they can find you. <laughs> Pastor Jay just forgot about For you. real? <laughs> I feel bad. Wait a minute. I, I thought yeah. I forgot to claim one. It's funny because I was order. like, is he really just going? Okay. No, no, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, I was I, I think I was like him. I was so happy that uh to be on be on the stage again with uh Dr. Marietta Marietta Clay that I was just like, hey <laughs> You gotta enjoy the time when the doc come in the building. I'm I know just it. Uh, the doc in the house. Like, yeah. but, but no, I am Prophetess Tis. You can find me on Instagram at Fervently Creations. You can find me on Facebook at Tish uh at Tishier. And you can also find me on my website, fervorlycreations.com. I am also in them clubhouse streets as Prophetess Tish Shear as well. So please check me out. Um, tickets are on sale for the upcoming conference, Prisoner Award in the Mind Conference. And you can get those as well off the website at Fervently Creations. <laughs> Thanks, Britt. <laughs> no person left behind. All right. <laughs> no child left behind. No child left behind. <laughs> Not on my watch. Anyway, just come on. So here's the game. Since we just did Christmas with our families, hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. We are going to do this or that Christmas edition. Okay. So, Miss Pauletta, Dr. We're going to do Kwanzaa. It's the third day of Kwanzaa, though. I'm going to do a Christmas edition because that's what I can't prepare for. <laughs> okay. Just giving you a hard time. But happy you Kwanzaa. Got that rag on your head. Jay, is that, is that, is that you disrespect my turban, we're gonna have a problem. It's not oh. bad. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a turban. Happy Kwanzaa. Harambe for all the people that celebrate Kwanzaa. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Let's get into this game. Dr. Paulette, this or that. All you have to do is choose which one you prefer. So here we go. First one Home Alone, one or two. What's one or two? Home Alone, the first one or the second one? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the first one. What about y'all? I yeah, like first one. in New York. The first one is just... First one. First one. Yeah. All right. Now, The Grinch, the movie, or the Elf, if you've seen Elf? Grinch, all day. Grinch. Elf is pretty good, but I think I'm going to go yeah. Elf. Yeah. Jim Carrey, I mean, Grinch. Sorry, Grinch. Yeah. Everybody's Grinch. All right. Okay, this is interesting. Shop for 2,000 gifts or wrap 2,000 gifts? Shop. 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 <laughs> I'd rather I'm rap. I'm so I'm bad rapping. at rapping. It's crazy. I'm horrible at rapping. Y'all go shop. I'll rap them. <laughs> it's a lot either way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have 11 pipers piping or have to hear 12 drummers drumming? 12 drummers. Mm -hmm. are, we talking about H are we talking about HBCU drummers? I like that. Sure. Uh, I think I'll take the Piper's piping. Okay. I'm going to go with the drummers. I'm going to go with drumline. One band, one sound. <laughs> one band, one sound. <laughs> I feel like that's a little there bit of Okay. A real tree or a fake tree? Fake tree. All fake. Fake. fake one. Fake one. Fake everybody's fake. Okay. Do you have an angel topper? A star topper or no topper? I have a crown. Angel. Star. I actually, I actually have a crown. I do not have a star. tree. I have a cross, uh -huh. and um, so I had my husband build a cross, and we put the garland around it, and so I have a crown on the top of it, and I have a scarf that goes uh, around it. So we actually have wow. a crown. I like that. I like, I like that. that. Okay. Creative. Mm -hmm. Right. A few more. Travel or stay home. Stay home. Stay, Stay home. home. 
travel. Travel. I know all the Christmas people time? traveling right oh, now is mad it's talking about tra- that. They chose that. Stuck look at in them. Kentucky or something. Oh, right. Surrey yeah. <laughs> in the snow. Mm. Sledding or ice skating? Sledding. Ice skating. Sledding. 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 All day. Who said ice skating? Oh, I'm with you. I'm ice skating. I love ice skating. Uh, ice skating. Okay. Go caroling or have carolers come to you? Go caroling. Mm-hmm. Have carolers come to me. Yeah, come to me. Yeah, they might want to come to me. I can't sing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> playing games or watching movies. Watching movies. Games. Play games. Play games. <sighs> Play games. Watch movies. Got you. Be where the snow is, or go where it's warm. Go where it's warm. I want the snow. I love the snow. I, I need a good snowball fight. I'm over it. That shows people. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen any here, so I'm just the snow. <laughs> we need to I need to make some snow angels and stuff. Okay, the last one is a question. Okay. Did you or did you not grow up in a house or visit a house that had a bowl filled with fruit, candy canes, and walnuts? <laughs> I love the hip of love. And I never thought the food was real until I saw somebody eat out of it. And I said, why are you eating ornaments? Like, that's decorations. <laughs> like oranges and canes and walnuts or some type of fruit. And did you keep up the tradition? Or is that No, 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 I did not. No, no, no. I just saw it and kept going. Harambe. <laughs> exactly. And that is the game, This or That, Christmas Edition. Hey man, um, see, I, I definitely want to know your guys' comments. So it's, say it into the comments of what you did this Christmas. I have one. Did you get what you wanted for Christmas? <laughs> yeah, got more. My wife watches the show, so I'm just gonna say, uh, I did. I did. Hey, man. what I want for Christmas. Well, you yes, I did. It. First comment out, man. Amen. Yeah, Y'all, we won't see Ben next week. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> Amen. So, um, and, let us pray. <laughs> oh, dear. Father God, we just bless Ben in his sense. Amen. So, baby, I love you. I love you. I love you, baby. I love you. Interesting this week. Right. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and um, go into the interview. And the first thing I want to ask Dr. Paulette Harper is this. Where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Well, I am in the San Francisco Bay Area in a town called Antioch. And um, I am a native of Cali. I'm a Cali girl. Cali. <laughs> So what was your very first ministry? Um, My very first ministry was um, when I got called to preach. My my next, well, my husband, my ex now, um, we got called in the ministry together. And um, it's really when I started doing women's ministry. I still do, but I started doing women's ministry. Uh, I was the first lady. And um, all that entails, you know, being part of a, you know, leading a ministry and leading women as well. So what was one thing that you can say 
um, from your personal traits helped you with ministry? Having my own personal relationship with Christ and really depending on him and my faith keeping me intact when, um, you know, things didn't go my way or when something seems that it was taken forever for God to, you know, to to bless or to answer a prayer. But just really having that relationship with him, no matter what, he kept me uh saying kept me intact and just really kept me believing and trusting him that all things would be possible with him mm-hmm. what would you what would you say is probably the hardest thing about being a first lady because I don't think we ever really hear the first lady story <laughs> <laughs> um you know what I think for me back then um my my ex and I were married for 23 years and I think um one of the hardest things is uh, in ministry, when you want more for the people than they want for themselves, yeah. and um, you know you you see potential, you see greatness in them, but then they don't see it in themselves, and that is a process that any leader has to just really um, help them go through to see, and and really trust God in the Word and believe what God says about them. Amen. So going on. I want to I want to stay on that topic, first lady, being a first lady, especially because as a first lady, you lead the women of the church. What was one of the uh, biggest obstacles of being a first lady? Um, I think one of the biggest obstacles was um, just really getting used to um, coming into my coming into my own because. You know, when you are in ministry, people have so many expectations of you, of what it's like to be, you know, how a first lady, a pastor's wife should be. They have their own expectation. And when you go outside of that mode, it's it's as though, um, you know, you've committed some kind of sin. And so I really think it is, you know, the the women of God really identifying with who they are and being okay with who God created them to be. And everything else just has to, you know, take um, a back seat, meaning that you can't be somebody, you know, that somebody expects you to be. You have just have to be your own person and, and be okay in your own skin. Exactly. So your your women's ministry i want let's let's talk about your women's ministry how was that birth yeah so um when i got called into the ministry um just really having a passion for other um ministry leaders other uh, women in the body just really um being i'm an exhort exhorter and so i love to pray i love to exhort i love to encourage women and just really having a word for the women and really um you know imparting what god had gave me for them and just really birthing other women and birthing them into their own purpose and that's really what you know um, my passion has been over the years and just really um, being led of the Lord to just really to, you know, minister as God leads me to bring other women into the, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as well. And they come into their own purpose of living. Mm-hmm. So a lot of t- in the Bible, it tells it says that the um, the older older women are supposed to teach the younger ones, right? And so a lot of times you have it to where the younger women, they begin to come into the church and 
they get kind of turned off or turned away because of the looks and the snares and um and and sometimes even the comments um from the older women right um a lot of time is because of their their the way they're dressed and sometimes the way that they come in the church originally is that the way that they come in is that's all they have at the time and the holy spirit is still working on the inside of them before he's actually have starting to work on the outside of them to where their clothes their dresses may come down a little bit more or may get a little loose and stuff what what advice would you give to the older women not so much the younger one what advice would you give to the young to the older women on how to um, welcome those women in, the younger women in with love, with with the love of God, actually, instead of turning them away, because it's a lot of women that have left the church because of the older women in the church. I hope that that question makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And I think for the older women, um, you you have to, you know, speak to young women in love, you know, and 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 really take them where they are, you know, accept them where they are, but then teach them about being modest. Teach them, you know, um, what the what a modest dress looks like, you know, and how they should carry themselves. That's how we should, as an older, you know, women in the church. That's how we should approach them. Um, they're, they're coming from a place of that's all they know, you know, and so we have to be able to um, minister to them in love and kindness and show them that this is the proper way in which, you know, you should, you know, present yourself as a woman or as a young woman so that, you know, people or men, you know, and other people are not thinking, um, you know, bad about them or how they dress. What systems to, oh, do? Uh, oh, sorry. What systems do you have in place right now? Because you know, COVID has changed so many things with people' mindsets, especially women um, these days. And I just said general, not just women. Period. And uh, what what systems do you have in place where um, that you would use to actually draw the women to to assist them? Yeah. So one of the things that I've been doing is I have a podcast called the 18 minute revolution. And so um, I, you know, I use that podcast to, you know, preach the word. And so um, I do that as well. And uh, it, there's a new episode that, you know, uh, drops every Monday, a different message that I have for the women. And then, um, you know, with my podcast and then I'm doing ministry on Facebook and um, I'm in, you know, some clubs also on on uh, Clubhouse. So mostly my podcast and then doing, you know, um, I go live, like I said, on Facebook, on my page as the Lord leads me to share a message with people. And then just uh, wherever, you know, a door opens up for me to be able to, you know, preach the gospel as well. Mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to turn um, back to, you know, your career. Um, you know, Jay sends out, um, you know, all, um, sends us an email every every week, and I was reading it, and I saw, you know, you know, saw your accolades, and I saw that you had, uh, what was it, thirteen, a thirteen time bestseller, correct? Thirteen yes. times. Uh-huh. So, so I mean, congratulations to you, first of all. Thank I you. mean, that that's just awesome. Um, 
I know all of them are kind of like, you know, a passion project, but do you have like that one? And if, if th that one that kind of you connect with a little bit more than the others, and if you do, can you kind of go into that and kind of, you know, kind of tell us what that one's about and how you came up with it? Yeah. So uh, my background is uh, most of my books are nonfiction. And uh, when I started writing, I wrote uh, my first book from trauma. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I was married to a pastor for 23 years and going through emotional trauma just really left me in a state of, um, you know, just feeling abandoned and, you know, suicidal. And so I began to write my story um, when my first book was birthed. And so I wrote two nonfiction books that was then This Is Now, This Broken Vessel Restores and Completely Whole. And then I wanted to write a fiction novel. Um, I wanted to just really launch out and do something different. I, I love reading uh, Christian inspirational romance and just really got a nudge from God. And so um, I wrote a fiction novel, my very first one. It became an award winner. And so just really so grateful to God for um, giving me the, the idea, the creativity, the storyline, the characters. And so it's called Secret Places Revealed. And, um, and I think for me, um, it was it was such a, a momentum occasion for me because um, I had just gotten bought a house. I had been divorced for a minute. And so um, just really, you know, establishing myself as a multi um, genre uh, author, not just writing nonfiction. I have a children's book as well, but writing a fiction novel that became an award winner. And, and it's about two individuals who, um, of course, they want to, they want to fall in love, but they got some, they have some issues, you know, they have issues with one, of, they have issues that they have to deal with. And so how do, you know, these two characters get together? How do I bring them together? How do I create this chaos in their lives and then get them back together? So they have that romance. So uh, Secret Places Reveal holds a dear, um, uh, a great place in my heart because it was my very first fiction novel that I wrote. Mm -hmm. So when you first started writing, was it you just decided that you wanted to tell your story or did it start off like you were just kind of journaling, going through feelings or was it just straight? Let me tell the people my story. Yeah, it was really um, I really believe that God he allowed me to go through what I had went through, um, a lot of spiritual warfare. I mean, I, I wanted to end my life. And so uh, just I was in a real dark place. But I really believe that God allowed me to go through it, for, not in vain. There was something more that God wanted me to do. Um, I had met my husband when I was 16. So we had a lot of history together. And so um, when I, you know, when I got divorced, it was really God um, allowing me to see life in a different way. Um, I knew I was still a preacher. I knew he still had a, I still had a call on my life, but there was a new direction that God wanted me to go in, and it was my story. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just really, um, you know, hearing from him to write a book. And I remember sharing with my girlfriends that, you know, God wanted me to write a book and they just kind of laughed, you know, and, and I said, but I'm gonna do it, you know? And so I sat down and I just started writing. I, I didn't journal because I didn't know really what it meant to write, you know? Uh, I couldn't even ask nobody because I didn't know any other writing friends. So I just really began to just sit in um, and just begin to write about my life, about that season, that journey that God had me on, going through the divorce, 
um, the spiritual warfare that I had to go through, just really facing, you know, my own demons, how I got through that, the deliverance and the healing, and then what God was doing in my life then. And that really opened up heaven for me to be able to not only write that one story, but other stories were birthed from that. And then other people asking me to help them, you know, write their stories as well. So, it, uh, okay. so as a, um, also as an author, and I know you do anthologies as well in, in, and also are you are a book coach and so once I tell tell my authors that come in on my anthology I always tell them I need you to write from a place of being healed from a healed place you know all of us have a story and so sometimes people would like to write and they want to tell the story just as a me too or just to kind of talk but it's very important to tell your story from a a, a position uh, of heal of healing of a healed place mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. so how do you guide uh, people how do you coach people along in that to saying okay I got it you have a story you you had yeah I mean it could be a best a best-selling story or whatever in your book or your chapter in this in this book is needed but how do you help them along to tell their story in such a way that it's going to impact whoever picks that book up is going to impact the next one that it's going to um, be one to where it can, it can um, shift someone else uh, else or help someone else in this situation and, and keep people from just dumping or I like to say vomiting mm -hmm. on people because some people like to tell their story, but they do it in such a way to where it's just like, they're just vomiting. It's just like they're, mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of the law of the garbage garbage truck, but they're just dumping um, their story, but they don't actually give them the pointers or how did you get out of it? How did you survive the divorce? How did you survive the rape? Mm -hmm. How did you survive the molestation? How did you reside, uh, um, survive or how did you regain your financial strength back after the foreclosure? How did you, how did you get your, um, your strength back after being in a domestic uh, 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 abusive uh, relationship? How did you get your mindset or shift your mindset after mental health? How do you coach people on telling their story in such a way to make that impact? Yeah, great question. So one of the things that I do, um, you know, I, I share with them too, like you, like you share with your your authors, you know, write from a place of of, of wholeness. You write from a place of of being healed from that, from that that you are now you're not the victim anymore, but you're the victor. And so when I'm coaching my authors, we we the introduction to their chapter is, you know, what what's going to hook the reader. Um, how we introduce what we're going through, you know, and so from that introduction, it lays the foundation to, you know, the remaining portion of their chapter. And so when they, you know, share about their introduction or whatever that that's going to be, um, then that, that the middle portion is, you know, the emotions, what came out of it. How did it transform your life? Um, what were the battles, the struggles that you went through? And I always tell my authors that when we end our chapter, we always want to end with the with the reader in mind. That the reader, we give the readers wins, we give the readers solutions, we give the readers uh, resources. That if you've gone through 
some some traumatic experience, if you've gone through divorce, you know, um, maybe there's some websites that you use. And I try to pull out of my authors um, what their process was to get them to the place of being healed, because that same process can work and help somebody else. And so um, I've had authors. One of the things that I do is I, I do um, for those who have never written before and they feel that they want, you know, some some private coaching. I do one on one coaching with my clients because I want them to um, to feel um, the freedom to be able to share whatever that story is. And my job is to pull the creativity out of them and to let them and show them that they need to go a little bit deeper. And when I feel that um, an author is still struggling with something, then I bring that to their attention. Hey, I, I, I'm reading your story. I hear what you have to say, but I still think that, you know, you, you're not forgive you haven't forgiven this person yet, you know, and we need to work on that. Or I've even told an author, um, you can't write that story because you're still, you're not healed from it, you know? And so, um, I think for me as a coach, that's one of the things I, I love about coaching is not just pulling the creativity out of them, but showing them that, hey, whatever whatever process got you here, that's the, that's the process you want to leave your readers with, that we're not just not writing a story that people would read and just say, oh, that was good. No, I, there has to be some transformation for the reader. You were transformed. Let me show you how to transform the readers by showing them the process that you went Went through to get your own healing, to get your own delivery and deliverance. And that's how I convey, you know, my coaching to my authors. So I, I want to definitely ask during that time, um, because, you know, we go through things because we're supposed to tell our testimony, you know, because there's power in the testimony. You went through a hard time that, you know, a divorce, you feeling like you have to rebuild, you know, and they, and I've heard so many times when people talk about divorce, they call it the slow death because it's a slow death of, of a life that you knew. And now you have to develop into a new one. What would be the words that you would tell somebody that's watching you today? Um, that's going through what you went through. I definitely would say that, um, you know, one of the scriptures that God gave me during that time was that um, I would recover all. And, um, you know, the, the word comes to just really gives, give us life. And mm -hmm. so no matter what we're facing now and going, whatever we're going through now, um, better days are ahead. And you have to trust God with that, you know, that better days are ahead and God will restore everything that the enemy had taken away. And so I just encourage anybody that's going through something right now to know that, you know what, there is a new chapter. I have this quote um, that I say, and it is um, that um, I'm the author of my chapter and I determine how it's going to end. You better come on with that saying. Amen. <laughs> I love it. With the um, last question about the anthologies, can you tell um, give people that may may have never heard of an anthology what is the benefits in actually writing in anthologies yeah great question um some of some of the benefits of being in a, a anthology or book collaboration uh one is you don't have to write a entire book 
you can just write one chapter, whatever that, you know, the guideline is, the word count for that chapter. Mine's are 1500. And you have um, a, a, a co collaboration with other authors who are going to promote uh, everybody's book, everybody's chapter. So you have support um, to help promote the book. Um, you become a published author, uh, preferably a best-selling author, quicker than, you know, uh, it's one of the fastest ways of becoming a published author. Um, and then also you have the ability, uh, another stream of income. I provide opportunities for my authors to be on different platforms, different stages, so they they can launch their, you know, any kind yeah, a book, a book business, a ministry, a speaking opportunity speaking ministry as well. So those are some of the benefits, but really just having and building rapport and building relationships with each other, because even part, even once the anthology is done, um, you want the authors to build a relationship with one another that goes beyond that. And they can, can collaborate with each other after the book collaboration is done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome, and especially for first-time authors, because once it's your first time writing and you're building that rapport with other people, once you actually finally step out on your own to write your own book, now you actually have built that rapport with others to where you're able to say, you know, hey, my, my book is, and so these same people that you collaborated with before collectively, once you write your individual book, they're going to help promote your individual book. Why? Because you have built that rapport with them. Yeah. And so, but like you're saying, all of you are pushing and it's I, with anthologies, it's kind of hard not to make best-selling author. It's kind of mm -hmm. hard, and especially once you start connecting with people that are in different countries, it's, 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 it's very hard not to make uh, best bestseller art into art international bestseller yeah. once it comes to the anthologies and so you have everyone pushing but it's also for those that are thinking of writing a book it's also mm -hmm. a great start just yeah. to um to to get your foot wet you know how they say get, mm -hmm. to get your get your foot in uh, foot in the door or whatever just hey i don't you don't have to have to worry about the cover you don't have to worry mm -hmm. about like all the editing because that stuff is included you know in the anthology prices a lot of times yeah. anyway so yeah. the only thing you have to worry about is your 1500 to your 2000 words or, or whatever mine's normally 1500 to 2000 words and so that's all you have to worry about is your chapter and so yeah. it's an awesome way to collaborate so i just wanted to hear your take on it and so it's awesome yeah. so you would say that um joining a book collaboration um, <laughs> Anthologist. I'm not going to try that. Um, <laughs> it would help this should be part of his first anthology. You got to get used to the word, Pastor Jay. Book collaboration. So it's a network. Um, it's a network to be able to help you gain, um, I guess, a support system because everybody's in different in different, I guess you could say niches or, or yeah. uh, genres have that support group, you know, for radio announcers like ourselves, they have guilds with other radio announcers that's mm -hmm. going through. So I guess when you join a book collaboration, it's kind of like joining a guild where you, you get pointers and you get help and, you know, mm -hmm. the iron sharpens iron situation happens where you could be able to, you know, eventually maybe write your doctoral because, you know, that's all you're mm -hmm. doing when you go for your doctorate in writing. So yeah, um, yeah. that that's powerful. So mm -hmm. I have to ask this, what are some of your next projects that you have coming up? 
Yeah, so um, I'm working on two anthologies right now. One um, called, um, well, I just finished one called uh, When When Queens Rise. We just did our launch uh, a few weeks ago. And then uh, I have another one that I'm working on with a group of women called Women with Unshakable Faith that's going to be released in April. Um, I also have an online school called One Story University. Um, I have a 90-day program called Unlock the Writer in You. And then in 2023, I'm going to be launching my own TV show called Now Faith is TV that's going to be showing and airing on Everyday Woman TV. Amen. Amen. You're going to be doing big things. <laughs> yes. I love the fact, you know, I, I just got educated tonight, so I'm just going to be honest about it. As far as writing, writing books and book collaboration and anthologists, you know. And yeah. um, I, honestly, um, this is awesome because, you know, myself and I'm sure other people may have thought about wanting to write something or another, you know, two years ago, I wanted to write on, um, you know, my mother had committed suicide. So I wanted to write about suicide and, you know, yeah. the different things that a family goes through that, um, that people sometimes don't realize that when a person mm -hmm. is talking about taking their lives, they don't know how the impact is on the other end yeah. when the families are left to deal with it. Right. But um, I never got to it. And I see why. Because there's a lot of stuff that has to be uh, taken. But this is interesting to me because now it's just, you know, it opens up my horizon to understand that there are some, some great ways of being able to write a book or start your book process or, you know, get into the book collaboration. And to me, I, I love this because it lets me know also this is stuff that could be done with people that wants to sing, folks that wants to be an artist, people that want to be a writer, people that wants to be a producer, because they don't really have all of that out there mm -hmm. in that particular world. But this is really interesting to me. And so, um, yeah, I've learned something tonight. I'm, I'm very, my, my wheels are turning right now. So I wanted to say thank y'all <laughs> for the info. <laughs> It just it just dropped in my spirit because Dr. Clay said it. Singers should have like a song collaboration where mm -hmm. they come on an album, like one big album together mm -hmm. and, and push that one album. That would be dope. Like like the book collaboration, but mm -hmm. for different artists, because I've never seen a project like that. Usually it's somebody like Donald Lawrence, but it's usually under him. Mm. It's not a whole bunch of artists coming together and doing one album and uniting and pushing that one. That's that'd be dope. Uh, That's an yeah. aha moment. Aha. So speaking, um, before we have to, you know, get out of here, I've been thinking about this and uh, Dr. Marvinetta Clay, speaking of wanting to get into writing, I did read that you had a client for 10 years who was scared to actually commit yeah. to the process. And one of the things that you told her was, I cannot fight fear for you or I won't fight fear yeah. for you. So how do you, I guess, coach those people who really want to write, but they are fearful and try mm -hmm. to like, help them take steps into just stepping into it and doing it because sometimes you just sit down at the laptop and you can just get scared um just out of thoughts of yeah. not of thinking you really can't do this wondering if you really can do this it's a lot of things that stop you from actually taking that step so how do you coach them to get them to actually put their fingers to the keyboard and just go 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend, that was my girlfriend who had wanted to write a book for that long and she finally admitted, you know, that it was the fear. And so for me, when I'm, you know, coaching, you know, one-on-one or just even talking to somebody, that's one of the first things that I ask, how long has it been since you wanted to write a book? Mm-hmm. And then just really trying to get them to see the bottom line is no matter how many excuses we make, whether it's time, money, kids, family, my job, whatever it is, the bottom line is really fear. We're afraid to do it. And um, and I told her, I, I, I can pray with you, you know, but I can't fight fear for you. You have to fight that yourself. And she finally realized why she was afraid to step out and write her book. I mean, I've been I've been knowing her for all the for over 20 something years and, and she was the very first one that I, I told I was gonna write a book. And so she had me at her disposal, you know, and so um really trying to get people to see that every excuse we make is the fear factor and you have to really figure out for yourself why you're afraid to write your book. And then really, if you if it's taken you two, three, four or five years to get your book out, you need a coach. You, you need a coach. You need an accountability partner. You, see, you need somebody to push you, get you on your schedule. Um, you know, somebody that you're going to be accountable for, however many, you know, uh, how often you meet a month. And, 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 and make sure that you're doing that. And so um, really getting people to see, for her to get her to see that, you know what, why are you afraid? Identify what the fear is and then get through it. And she did. And she was actually one of my clients that, um, you know, took my, my, my online course, my 90 day program, and I'm working with her, you know, to get her book done. And so once people get over the fear factor, identify the fear, um, then they can write their story. Mm-hmm. Fear is something that I feel like, it, and, it, and it's not just writing. I just feel like it, it's fear mm-hmm. of judgment more because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of us have had I, i'm speak for myself uh, i can say that when you grow up in an environment that is based off survival it's never taught how mm-hmm. to strive so when mm-hmm. you go to things that you could strive in you kind of automatically kind of tinker yourself down a little bit you're like uh oh, mm-hmm. it's bad programming I, I i don't know if i could do it and you don't really mm-hmm. put you don't let yourself step out on faith to do it So um, one thing that I definitely would want to ask is what was one thing that God put on your heart when he told you that you was going to do all these books and all of, you know, these classes and all these things? What was what one thing that God promised you in this process? Well, um, when I was going through my divorce, um, he, you know, the thing that he promised me that I would recover all. I just didn't know how he was going to do it. And when I wrote my first book, I wasn't really thinking about, okay, I'm going to be writing a ton of books. No, I had one book in mind and that's all I was. I was comfortable with writing that one book, you know. And so it wasn't until other people started to ask me about writing their stories. Can you show me how to publish? Can you show me how to write? And and um And, you know, I went from a workshop to, can you coach me one-on-one? I'm like, okay, you know, and really 
I got launched into this not really having, you know, an, a real idea of the direction in which I was going. I was just doing it because I love doing it, you know. And so um, it was really, you know, God showing me that there was something else that I could do in addition to me preaching Jesus, preaching the gospel, being on the platforms. But there was a, a, a mandate on my life that the power of our, my story was something that he was going to use to reach other people as well. And so I've been just really blessed to be able to um, to build a platform and allow and, you know, ha have other people come be part of that platform and share with them that, you know, the power of their voice, that they can unmute their voice. That is the, the, their story, that they don't have to be ashamed of the scars and the bruises that, you know, they have, you know, in, endured in life, but that, you know, God can turn those stories and those experiences into something so powerful that it, it, it can reach a, a magnitude of people and really seeing how God has just really turned my life around and just blessed me in this area of being a storyteller. It has just been amazing, you know, and I, 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 I think back on what got me here. I think back on the trauma. I think back on the adversity and I think back on so many tears, but I, I always say thank you because it got me here. You know, the trials, the testings, the Everything that I suffered, it got me to where I am. And I could not have been where I am right now without going through that. And I'm real grateful that God has restored my life. God has blessed me tremendously. And, and God has really anointed me to be able to be able to bring uh, and, and share my gifting uh, with the body of Christ to be able to show them how they too can turn situations around, change the narrative, redefine who they are, take their story and build a, a profitable business behind it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Powerful. So I would want you to just tell the people one more time, where can they find your website? What is your website, your social media handles, all those great things so that they could be able to follow up with you after. Yeah, definitely. So um, my website is pilotharper.com. Um, I'm on Facebook under Pastor Paulette Harper, Pastor P, IG, Paulette Harper. I'm on Clubhouse Streets as Paulette Harper as well. And uh, those that want to be part of any of my anthologies on my website, there is a um, wait list. You can join my wait list so that you can be the first to know when I'm doing another anthology. Amen. And I definitely had to do this. Um, shout outs to the Black Christian Influencers, where I am a member and Dr. Paulette Harper is a member as well. That's how we, we this interview came into play. Um, I, I reached out to a lot of the alumni in the Black yeah. Christian Influencers um, to come on the show. And Dr. Paulette Harper was the first one on. She said, I'll come on. So <laughs> I definitely want to shout out to the Black Christian Influencers. Um, um, Shout out to Miss Jacqueline Hallbrook, the CEO of Black Christian Influencers um, Incorporated. So definitely want everybody to make sure you go follow Dr. Harper. I appreciate you for coming on to the show tonight, sharing your story, talking about all the great things that you're doing and and standing unapologetically 
in your purpose. Mm -hmm. And despite of what you've been through, you kept your head up. You didn't let your circumstance stop you and you didn't let your fear conquer you. So I definitely yeah. uh, applaud you for all the things that you're doing. Continue to do it. Don't let nobody stop you. And just know now that you've been on Anointed Radio, next time you have any book collaboration. Yes. See, say that. Say that. <laughs> next time you have a book collaboration, let us know here at Anointed Radio. We'll definitely promote it and 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 help out and support because i believe that unity brings change as mm -hmm. our our motto here at anointed radio because if if you just think if the body of christ came together and supported each other how much of an impact yeah. would the world see so definitely let us know next time you, that you're doing something you are now family i said this to everybody that's Thank been you. on we are we we have to get back to knowing each other introducing the new cousins and now acting like cousins and getting support and, and going out and helping each other. So with that, what would, I would say it would go around, around, um, round with everybody and say, what would be your last encouraging words that you'd like to leave with everybody? Oh, before we do that. And if you are just watching and you missed it, your fault, you should have been here earlier. We started seven. Amen. So um, make sure you follow us at the uh, podcast platform on all social, uh, all podcasts where you can get podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Anchor.fm. We're on all of those podcast platforms, but title. And you can find us at the Roku app, Anointed Radio Network Roku app where you can watch all episodes, including this one. So make sure you follow us. Follow us at LV Anointed Radio. And if you want to sow a seed, you can always sow a seed at dollar sign Anointed Radio Network to be able to go towards the network to be able to build, get more things so we could give better shows for you guys out there. So going around the room. What would be some encouraging words as we part um, from this show tonight? I would say going into 2023, I would encourage everybody to just be mindful and prayerful and consult God on what he wants you to take into this new year and what he wants you to leave in this one. Um, yeah, just asking for guidance and directions because 2023 is here and it is a brand new year and I'm excited about it. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, if I was to say anything to everybody, you know what? Um, my mother used to tell me a couple of 24s, which means that you take one day at a time. So um, take one day at a time and live that day to the best of your ability. And don't, don't try to do a lot of anything else outside of just living the best life that you can live. And, and if there's some things that, that God has already dropped in your spirit that um, you are supposed to be doing move fear out of your way and just do it. Evidently, he's trusting you to do it. He believes you can do it and he gave you the ability to do it. So just do it. And so that's my, my word to you. Just like they said, uh, what is that? Just Nike or just move. I'm just saying, just Nike. do it, you know? Yeah. So just do it. Just do what you got to do because 
don't be like those people that that had those talents and that one buried his and he he didn't get the blessing like all the mother was there. Go ahead and multiply those blessings because those talents and everything that God has given you, he's given it to you for a reason. So make sure you just do what you got to do. Amen. I believe this is the last Wednesday in 2022, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, great. So with this being the last show of of the 2022 uh, year, I want to say thank you guys. I want to thank every one of my co-hosts. I want to thank you, Pastor Jay, definitely uh, for an- another amazing year uh, that we get to uh, to be on here. So I am really appreciative of everybody on here. I'm really appreciative of Dr. Paulette Harper. Thank you so much for coming on as well. Uh, last thing that I want to say is that I challenge you, <laughs> everybody on here, and everybody under the sound of my voice to have a very, very, very blessed and happy new year. Don't get too crazy. Definitely be responsible. But um, while you're out there, tell somebody about Jesus, please. Dr. Paulette. Well, first of all, thank you all so much for having me on. I do appreciate you all in this opportunity. Um, I would say that um, for those who are waiting to make New Year's resolution and all these goals, I would say your New Year starts right now. Amen. Prophetess Tish. I would say nothing changes until you change. And sometimes the change first starts in your mind and you have to change your mindset first. And so you can go into the new year and with all these different words and and affirmations and and stuff, but until you actually change your mindset, they're nothing but words. And so um, I I challenge you uh, did I do it right, Ben? I challenge you <laughs> to first change your mindset, to be be active um, and be intentional in changing your mindset. Change um, first. The first thing is change how you actually are speaking to yourself. Learn a lot of times we're going through and we're trying to make sure people are respecting us and how they speak. But make sure that you change the way that you actually speak to yourself. Start um, changing the way that you you. Um, speak life into yourself, start speaking hope into yourself. And so, you know, a lot of times we're doing the vision boards, but what are you actually listening to um, and saying to yourself? So I just challenge, challenge you to um, change, change your mindset and change that by what you're actually um, telling yourself, speaking and speaking into yourself. And so if you have to record, record your vision and start playing, listening to your own voice, and record those those visions um, down. A lot of times we're we're doing vision boards, but sometimes we need to hear it, and we need to hear it over and over again. It's just like once we're listening to a commercial, and sometimes we things get stuck in our head, and we don't know why a song is getting play, played in our head. Well, sometimes if we begin to start recording our own voices with these visions of of saying, "I am this," or "I I'm a grave digger," or "I'm a best selling author," or "I'm I'm a." Um, I'm, um, you know, I'm at the top of the billboard charts or I'm a, a serial entrepreneur, whatever it is that you're speaking and how you speak in life, record yourself and start listening to that, to that multiple times a day, three, at least three times a day and begin to change your mindset, begin to change um, the trajectory and how you're actually thinking and how you're actually speaking to yourself. That was kind of long. I'm sorry. I hope y'all got that. I'm going to mute my mic. 
<laughs> and after all that, she says, and I digress. Um, so this morning I was in prayer and God led into my spirit that stop waiting for a confirmation for something that you already know you're supposed to do. A lot of times we procrastinate and we just have a whole lot of idle time because we sit here and we say, well, I don't know yet, but we know what God said. So in 2023, trust God to take your, your step out on, on faith and truly let him lead and trust in that covering of that God has with you, that he will take care of you. He'll take care of your vision. He will provide the provisions for your vision. And that despite of what it looks like, your story is not over until he says it's over. So with that, that's all folks. I want y'all to make sure happy new years, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, Harambe, Harambe y'all. And with all that, see ya. Yep.